You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Love Talk Live. Today with me, I have my guest, Gabriella Taylor. She's amazing. And she is a relationship specialist. And she has a company that is called Extraordinary Love. First of all, I mean, how great is that? And so what she does is transformational educational programs where women are empowered and men are appreciated, which when I read that, I was like, we need to talk about that later because I have lots of questions about, you know, what she, I understand the women empowered, I do that all the time, but I love that she put in the men appreciated. So um, we're going to get to that. So hi. Hi. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. Right on. So I was thinking maybe we could start with just Mm -hmm. finding out, before we jump into your work necessarily, Mm -hmm. maybe just a little bit, you could tell our viewers a little bit about you, Mm -hmm. your journey, how did you become this coach, Mm -hmm. Um, and also Mm -hmm. she is engaged to an angel of a man, (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's always inspirational to the viewers to hear your story. Well, and I came here, I came to this place in my life in the service in the world, not by an easy path. Really, my past was I endured years of sexual abuse. I grew up in an environment where there was my relationship with myself and my relationship with men was completely fractured, broken trust, a lot of trauma, a lot of um, abuse, a lot of just really difficult things. And through that process of learning how to put myself back together, And I had a near-death experience at the age of 18. And when I came out of the coma, I had a quintessential awakening, which led me on a journey around the world, living in monasteries and ashrams and communities. So really, my path chose me. It was the path of pain originally that then opened my, my seeking heart. You know, I'm a seeker. I've always been interested in what it takes to really move aside from the places in us where we collapse into into false identities and really so that way who we are who we are the indomitable spirit within can come forward so through that that led me into this path of exploration and working within the fields of transformational consciousness for years living in asia and africa and all around the world and then fast forward to what led me here to being to creating my transformational educational programs for women was uh, back in 2005 when i came back to america and i was going through a horrible breakup, a horrible, just one of these gut-wrenching breakups. And I knew something had to change. Like my approach to relationship was not working. And at that point, I had a lot of awareness, yet I didn't know how to bridge the gap from my awareness and bring it into my relationship with men. Because while I got newly back into the dating game, you know, I was a mess. I was like doing all the wrong things. I was adapting myself around men. I was completely showing up on dates, trying to chameleon to what I thought he wanted. So I just knew, I'm like, there is this calling in my heart for, I knew I was capable of great love, and I knew something inside of me, my story about men in relationship had to change. So from there, I created what I call my laboratory of love. So for that year, I really deconstructed my relationship to relationship and created a new model for it. And within months later, I met Nicholas, And it worked so brilliantly for me that I then began sharing it with women. And here I sit now, hundreds and hundreds of women later, where it's like, oh, I've discovered a process that actually works for conscious women seeking relationships. So that's what got got me here. So before we go on, I just want to acknowledge that something that she said that's so important is that 
she had the awareness. You can you can kind of know something up here, but you but you had the awareness that you weren't feeling it in here. Nor was I behaving in a way. I mean, what, one of the things that I find, and you probably see this a lot, and especially because my work is directed towards women who are really on a path of personal development. They're seeking a higher experience of love. You know what we call conscious love. They're they're engaged in their awakening work. You know whatever you want to call it. And what I find, and you probably see this, so many women. We have a lot of insight. We have a lot mm -hmm. of awareness of what our patterning is. Yet the way that we behave and the way we show up does not reflect who we know ourselves to be on the deepest level. There's this gap. So that gap as to what keeps a woman separate from really showing up in her strength and her truth and her beauty and her love with men when she's really a hot mess behind closed doors, bridging that gap is completely what I love to do. Absolutely, because we show up so differently. So differently. When yeah. you've done the work. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you have a slide that you want to show. I also want to talk about what is a conscious woman. Would you like to show the slide first? Well, what I'd love to invite you to, it's a slide if you're wanting to learn more, and we're just putting this out here already. It's a beautiful, it's a 90-minute workshop that I'm offering to guests of this show for free, so you can get the download. So the slide will be up on the screen. You can write down the download instructions. And it's a beautiful workshop that just really walks you through what it takes to bridge this gap that we're talking about. It's my gift for you, so please enjoy that. And we'll also show the slide at the end of the call, too, if you miss it now. So, yeah. So, I'm sure the slide is going to come up at some point. We're just going to pray that our angel in the tuck room is going to put it up. Because <laughs> we don't know if it's up. Yay, Sam! But we're just going to trust that it's up. Um, thank you. So, now, what is a conscious woman? Because I have a feeling that there are a lot of viewers out there that they're thinking, ooh, this sounds great. I want to be a conscious mm -hmm. woman. But what is it? Mm -hmm. What is it? What is a conscious woman? And why do you say that it is more difficult for a conscious woman to find a relationship? Not impossible, but more mm -hmm. difficult. And actually, once you're a conscious woman, you actually have the ability to find the right guy for you. Yeah. Or the right whoever for it's you. It's such a great question because really, you know, to me, it's very simple. It's like we're walking around, we're, we're born, we're born into these families, we're born into these cultures that model to us certain things about love, about fidelity, about honesty, about boundaries, about authentic expression. And so based on the messages that we saw growing up, based on the culture that we live, up, live, live in, what our home environment was having to do with relationship, it created, a, um, it created a belief system, and it created a perception of what to expect, what to settle for, what to tolerate, what was normal. For some people, abuse was normal. For some people, harmony is normal. Mm -hmm. So based on what, however we developed and however we were conditioned when we were developed, it creates kind of an automatic program inside. So we might walk around for 10, 20, 30 years thinking, oh, this is normal, when reality, the normal, like let's say I used to have this old story that said that I could not trust men, that men would bail, men would not stick around. So me, for me, I then would always draw in men that bailed, they stuck around, because for me that was normal and it reinforced this old story that came from my history and my childhood. And so what is a conscious woman or a conscious man or what is a conscious relationship? It's really the fact that we start waking up and questioning if I'm not happy in relationship, 
and if it's a, the repetitive problems that I keep cycling around, there must be something going on inside that's coming from my past that I'm cycling because a part of me wants to complete it so I can move on. So in other words, most of us were either replicating the model for love that we were shown when we were little or we're rebelling against it. And the point of this is what is a conscious relationship or what's a conscious woman if we're really, really wanting to experience the love that we know in our heart, if we're really wanting to express our highest gifts and shine our love, it requires that we question these old stories. It requires mm. that we question these old beliefs. So to me, conscious love, it's almost like going into a closet where the, sh where the lights have been turned off and turning the light on and looking in there to see, oh, what's in here? What old belief is in here? What assumption do I have in here? What old stories are in here having to do with love, intimacy, and connection? So that is how we become conscious, by seeing what we're, if we're operating from a program or if we're operating from our natural innate voice. Love it. And mm -hmm. something that you glanced upon, which is so true, which is that we attract what is going on in our inner world. Mm -hmm. So if our inner world is chaotic and based on our stories and our ego, mm -hmm. then we're going to attract a man mm -hmm. or whoever you're attracting that mm -hmm. is going to reflect what is existing inside. Yeah, it's like we, we play this stuff out and it's really brilliant. So it's like if I have a story inside it's that, actually that really say cool. men aren't should be trusted, I'm going to draw men out of the woodwork that aren't you know, trustworthy yeah. until I change the story inside and yes. then I can call in a new experience. Yes. And the universe responds to what we focus on most. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing a book, and this is a huge part of it. And it really is true. So if you're focusing mm -hmm. on... I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I can't get a guy, or I can't get a, a worthy, a, like there amazing aren't enough man. men, all the good men are taken, all of these things. You'll get the bad guy, or just mm -hmm. the guy that isn't, you know, right for you, not mm -hmm. aligned mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So it is about changing the stories. Yeah. So what, what do you personally tell your clients about how to change how to change your story because now now our viewers are watching and, and they're like ooh this sounds amazing how but do do this? how do I do it it's Sign really me up. it's profound and I find that there's basically three steps one is we need to make visible the old story we need to make it visible so we need to do some exploration work so step one what is the old story make it visible like if I'm not happy with relationship there's something going on in here so make it visible, what is the old story? Step number two, come up with a story that is based on the truth of who you are. So if the old story is, is I don't deserve love, the true story, identifying with the true story is I am more than worthy for love. I am made of love, of course. The universe is organizing around my having an experience of love. And step three is we then line up our behaviors. So when then we're behaving in ways that, that represent the new story instead of the old story. So step one, make visible the story. Step two, identify the new story. Step three, behave in ways that reinforce the new story. Mm. Yeah. This is just reminding me of <laughs> when I was little. I, I remember I wrote, it was like right in college, like right before sophomore year, I wrote in my journal. I'm like, I want to show up this sophomore year as a new me. And it was like my first entryway into Amazing. like, I didn't know anything about mm -hmm. spirituality or the universe, but there was something in me that knew that, that if I wrote this down and if I just showed up 
as who I wanted mm-hmm. to be, because I knew that it was inside of me, then the world would react to me that certain way. That's and powerful. What a great story. Yeah, and it, it really, it really works. Yeah. It really works. Because the reality is, is we're walking around, we've got two selves. We have our false self, we have our true self. Our false self is our conditioning, it's our history, it's our memories, it's our identities of who we think we are. And then our true self is our loving nature, it's our heart. And our false self thrives in the story that says, I'm separate, or I don't matter. And then our true self is like, it already knows what it is, which it's the joy in Jamie's eyes. It's the love in my heart. It's the it's the laughter in your being. Like whatever that is, that's who we truly are. So really, what I hear you saying is that that your true self came forward at that time and just knew that like this is who I'm going to show up as, and and the world and, reacted and the world reacted to it. So we all have a choice to either come from choice. the pain of feeling separate and disconnected, or to be to remember who we are on the deepest level and to act accordingly and choice that is such a big mm-hmm. term that people don't game chamber rea- game, cha- game changer <laughs> it's a tongue twister and a game changer. try to say that 10 times <laughs> yes yes choice in mm-hmm. any given moment we always have a choice mm-hmm. and that just leads me to want to just talk about how life is short yeah life is truly short yeah and in any given moment whether it's small or big do I want to go, I'm looking at my chips over there. Do I want to get the cheese chips or do I want to get like <laughs> the quinoa chips, whatever, you know? Or do I want to go this way or that way? Do I want to choose this book to write or do I want to choose this? Or do I want to hang out with this person? Mm-hmm. Little or small, we always have a choice. And how we react mm-hmm. is huge also because then it's like a little trigger thing. And <laughs> what we're talking about, you know, what she's speaking to, it's like, we so when we're in the trance when we're unconscious we forget that we have choice so just simply the process of making conscious where we feel bound or restricted or limited even in that then we realize oh i have a choice here i don't have to believe this thought just because i'm thinking it this feeling may feel real but maybe it's connected to this old belief that's not true and so maybe i can have a whole new experience so I love what you're talking about because it's really it sounds simple and but it's actually profoundly powerful to make a new choice in these moments. It sounds like we do very similar work. Yeah. Basically just to sum it up like we help people to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. Open eyes, open hearts, open yeah. minds and just open to a whole new possibility. Open their souls just yeah open just open to a whole new possibility in love and i know for me if based on the um the devastation that i came from and the incredible low self-esteem that i had the insecurity that i had anxiety attacks that would last for days to then you know having learned how to cross the river and have been firmly established in a new world inside of myself for a long time it's a testimony my life your life many of our lives are testimonies to that this work it works if you're in pain you don't have to hurt forever if you're feeling alone you don't have to be alone forever there is a new way if you're looking for love and you're completely committed to doing the work it is available and it is possible and she and I are both testimony like we are cheerleaders for this possibility this work <laughs> yeah and you know people walk around I feel like the people that are stuck they stay in victim mode mm-hmm. they and people get comfortable in that mode you know mm-hmm. they they can't open their eyes because they feel like 
oh, poor me, this always happens to me. But And this is what we're talking about. It's all about changing your story. Once you make that shift mm-hmm. from victim mode mm-hmm. into not just like surviving, but thriving mode, then anything can happen, yeah. right? And what I find, you know, when we're walking around in victim, because I play victim, we all play victim, like it's just what we it's do. It's human. But what's underneath it is one, either unprocessed emotions, there's a way where our heart was broken or something happened when we were young, that the, the emotions, they didn't get processed through. So there's grief, sadness, anger, rage still living in our body, and we feel helpless, we feel powerless, we feel like a victim. Or it's also the nature of our neurobiology. Like we are wired, our homeostasis is wired to resist change. So we are literally wired to resist growth because it's part of how we've learned to survive as a, as a species. So there's something in here in recognizing if you are feeling victimized by life, you're not wrong, you're not bad for this. It's a cue to one where there may be some repressed emotions, there are some unprocessed emotions that need to, to get some support with, and to recognize that you are stronger than your biological conditioning. Just because we have resistance and resist doing that inner work doesn't mean that the willingness of our spirit to really have a new experience, the prayer in our heart to have a new experience, that has the power to dissolve everything and set us free, truly. Absolutely, yeah, we just need to get out of our own way. Mm-hmm. You know, people blame outside mm-hmm. forces. Oh, well, I can't do this because of, boom, I can't yeah. do that because of this person or this thing in my way. No, it never is about And you know else. what's amazing about that? I actually just read a report on it. So studies show that 80%, so if, so if you're unhappy, 80% of the cause of your unhappiness is based on your internal experience, your thoughts, your beliefs, your unprocessed emotions, your interpretations about life. Only 20% has to do with outer circumstances. So what you're talking to is so spot on, and we're actually getting some data, some research that's reinforcing how powerful it is that we change the inner narratives, that we change the old stories, that we process our feelings, and we come to a pl- we just clear out the clutter inside. So that way we can focus on the 20% of external you know, circumstances and have a really great experience. Feel like we need to do some sort of like retreat or something like <laughs> good synergy going on here we have a lot in common so let's move on to how you talk about how you work with me- women to be mm-hmm. empowered and men to be appreciated mm-hmm. the women empowered and we can come back to that because we do talk about that a lot mm-hmm. and i do want to come back to it but I'm really fascinated, but I was reading her email to me and, and she wanted to talk about how men get appreciated because that's something we don't always talk yeah. about as much on this show. Yeah. So I love that you work with the men to feel appreciated. Yeah, Where what I found, and you probably relate with this, like if we back it up, we are coming out of an age, a 2000 year cycle where we've been in a masculine dominant cycle. It's not bad, it's not wrong, it's just like eating, you know, only broccoli but not enough broccoli and kale like it's just out of balance and so we're coming out of a a masculine dominant cycle that has largely suppressed feminine expression like women have been living in the shadows in this era and so as a result of this we are angry we are resentful and then we turn on attacking men when we're when we're in our shadow side so to me the pro like we are 
as a culture, we are emerging just like a bird that has two beautiful wings that flap equally, where there's the healthy, empowered masculine and then the healthy, empowered feminine, so that way we can fly through life in balance. And this requires that women, we get off the men, that we do our work and clean up our, you know, our emotions, take greater personal responsibility, really come into a say, sense of authority and ownership in ourselves in our own life, find our voice, locate our needs, learn how to stand in the truth of who we are and express this in the world. So that way we can get off of our men because our men, they're just as injured as we are and they are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beings that are here to take care of us, protect us, keep us safe, look after us. I mean, men, the heart of a good man is extraordinary to me. So by doing our work, ladies, we then get to get off of our men's back and then create a world where men are appreciated instead of being you know, attacked or criticized mm. or chastised. And then their natural generosity can come forward in terms of being protectors and providers. It's so important. Yeah, and it's also giving men the, the space mm -hmm. to share you know, and to share how they're feeling because men are, they grow up, you know, with being socialized into don't share your feelings mm -hmm. and things like that. And so a lot of it gets repressed and then it might come out as anger or something mm -hmm. like that. But I feel like when we give these guys a place yeah. to share and we give them love and we show them appreciation, mm -hmm. then it's kind of like also a positive reinforcement. You know, Completely. when you say like, yeah. I appreciate you um, mm -hmm. and my husband and I, we just celebrated our anniversary. Congratulations. And thank you. <laughs> and I don't know, even just simply like writing in the card to him, mm -hmm. I'm, very, I'm very grateful for you. Mm -hmm. Simple, mm -hmm. but it was touching. I mean, he, he loved yeah. it because it's not like every day, like, would you like some coffee? I'm so grateful for you, you know, like mm -hmm. in the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> every day, like, I'm so grateful for you. That would be great. Mm -hmm. And maybe some couples do that. like. If you can, <laughs> you do that. Like everyone. We have, so you know, we, there's the inertia of life, but we always have a moment where we come together during the day and just to bring our hearts together and touch in because it nourishes the soldiers? hearts of relationship. We have our own versions of like just the things that we do that connect deeply. And it's so important because we've got to nurture the, the heart. We must nurture the heart. But yes, I am such an advocate for men. And you know, we have to realize that men, it's been appropriate, appropriate for men to express anger and appropriate for women to cry. So we women, we're learning how to actually move out of feeling victimized and you know, weepy a lot of the time or disempowered and actually come into that fiery Pele energy. Just as men, we need to make it safe for them to let down their guard and let down the anger to get to where they need some TLC as well. It's so important that we do this work together. There's a client that I've been working with and she in the relationship is kind of like the domineering. She's she is the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Um her her husband is a musician, so he he's currently not bringing in a lot of money anyhow. Mm -hmm. So she feels like she's the breadwinner. She's taking on not like necessarily the masculine role, but she just feels like the, these financial issues are mm -hmm. coming between everything. She feels like she's his mom and everything. And then once we kind of like broke it down, mm -hmm. she just um, got really emotional one day and because she had this realization that she loves him. Yeah. She loves him. And she realizes that mm -hmm. she's going to ruin this relationship if she doesn't start, if she doesn't stop judging him. Mm -hmm. And see what that would be like mm -hmm. to at least give this relationship a chance without mm -hmm. her trying to control and judge. Mm -hmm. 
you know, to see what would naturally flow and bloom, mm -hmm. you know, if he didn't feel attacked all the yes. time. Yes, that is so powerful. It's like we've got to get our energy off the men. You know, we really do. And just love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and do our work to clear through that which gets in the way so that way we can just love, but love with boundaries. You know, love with love with taking care of ourselves and our needs and not being doormats or, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of women have really confusing ideas of, oh, I love him, so that means I'll sell her, you know, I'll tolerate crumbs or I'll settle for less. So, because I love him, oh, it's okay that he right. drinks too much or, you know, I make all the money but he's not working at all. Like, that's not love. That is not love. So we're really, you know, redefining what it means to be in a healthy, loving relationship where both people are honored and respected. And also what I find so amazing, this is why I do what I do, <laughs> I love how every individual is different, every couple is different, and so I like to just intuitively get a feel from this couple because sometimes things that wouldn't work for one couple would work for another. Yes. Like, who are we to judge? Like maybe there is a woman, now this cl clearly was not working for this client with the whole she's the breadwinner, but maybe there are couples mm -hmm. where like the man is the stay-at-home dad and they are just so happy you know mm -hmm. um if they aren't happy then we then we need to do the work mm -hmm. but that's what's also so cool about life and people yeah. because we are we have choice different. like you were saying we have choice and really the question is is if it's working for you great if it's not working for you that's an invitation an opportunity to look inside because that's where all of our answers are mm -hmm. they truly are yeah, once you become quiet and you just look inside. Because a lot of times we do look outside for our answers. Well, most people. And, you know, a note on that, what I do want to add in is it's like, yes, we have access to profound wisdom inside of us. But if we're existing within a paradigm in a framework that was filled with all these mixed messages and misunderstandings, like this is what we need guidance. This is where we need a structure of support. Because if we're looking inside to go to that place that does know, yet there's this filter of all these like old messages and you know uncomfortable feelings and just confusion about you know life and things like that, then it's harder to access what is the truth or we might think it's true, but it's actually just in response or reaction to what our pain or our conditioning is. So that's why it's so important yeah. because we all have blind spots. We all have cognitive shields. And that's why, you know, Jamie's clients, my clients, those of us that are way showers in this world, that's what we're here for. We're here to help people see what they can't see on them alone on, in, their, in themselves mm -hmm. on their own so they can clear the, the fog away so then they can connect deeply to where the truth does live inside of them. But it does require a unpeeling of the masks, the misperceptions, the old beliefs, the old stories to even know what is true because we often can have these old beliefs that are really wonky, but they feel true, they feel true, but they're not. So that's where we get to question them and let them go. Yeah, and really the, the beliefs that are based on whether it's society or your family or your friends, until you take that time to really look inside and, and to know what's good for you. Mm -hmm. And everything you were just saying was reminding me of there's gonna be a part of my book where there's, I don't know if I'm gonna have, have an actual illustration of this, but this image came to me as I was writing one day. And it was in my old house and it was just this girl sitting on her lawn. Mm -hmm. And there's this tree and she's just sitting up against the tree. And then all of society, all of her family and friends are like all around her. Mm -hmm. But yet there's this man who's right across the street beyond them. But the mm -hmm. point is she can't 
see him. She can't get to him mm -hmm. until she breaks through mm -hmm. anybody and everybody's judgments, opinions, voices. Mm -hmm. When she can focus on her mm -hmm. own voice, when we focus on our own voice, mm -hmm. that's how we can break through and just being be in the flow and manifest what is supposed to come to us. What a beautiful image. I love that of her sitting by this tree and he's right across the street. That's yeah, how he's it is. right there. It's often right in front of us and we don't know until we're seeing through new eyes. And it's also, mm -hmm. it's, it's the abundance in the universe. There is abundance just waiting for us. Mm -hmm. But when we get out of our own way, when we get all the voices, whether it's our own ego voice or the voices of society and friends and the news, whatever, anything. Opinions, parents, you know, yeah. family members, obligations, all of that. Just, yeah, Move it to the side. Mm -hmm. To say, come on in. Mm -hmm. And it may sound obvious, but again, I don't want to underestimate how how um, insidious these tendencies are, like especially for women, like we are, we are wired in a way to take care of others. You know, it's where our nurturing comes from, it's our maternal spirit comes from it. And so for most of us, we are walking around attending to the needs of others all day long. Our energy mm -hmm. is pouring out onto others. So there is this fine line where we want to be in the generosity of taking care of our loved ones, but we also want to be living, you know, from in, in integrity with ourselves and what's true for us and not doing all of the stuff because there's an expectation or obligation from all these voices from those around us that are telling us how we need to be. So it's not about not taking care of and placing attention on those around us. It really is pulling our power back into making sure Am I doing this because this is true for me and this is right for me and this is real for me? And it's so powerful to make that distinction. And this is reminding me, we've talked about this briefly on the show before, the Enneagram. Mm. So I found out I'm a two on the Enneagram. Oh, I'm the helper, mm -hmm. like obviously, you know, not surprising. And I think studying the Enneagram really helps us to see, you know, to learn more about ourselves and then to learn about other people because I think there are nine nine numbers mm -hmm. and it really helps us to see okay yes it's wonderful to help people and it's wonderful to just want to make people happy but at the same time you need to take care mm -hmm. of yourself mm -hmm. because or else you can't take care of other people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, the Enneagram is an amazing tool I've been using that yeah. for years where anytime a new client comes in to work with me they take the test and it's a great test if you're curious here it's I, I recommend the Reti test, R-H-E-T-I dot com, Reti test. And you can do a free test or like a $12 test. And it's phenomenal because I 144 have 144 questions. It's brilliant. It takes like 15 minutes. And, and I have all of my clients take it before we start working together because it helps me know where to meet them at. It helps me know their yeah. orientation, like the eyes that they're seeing yeah. light through and lens that they're seeing light through, so I can meet them in a way that, they'll, that they need to be met. So it's a brilliant tool. I love that. Absolutely. And there are so many others. I've taken all these mm -hmm. other they're they're um just ones that it's like by your birth date mm -hmm. and it's so it's so real we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get to that in another show when you look at everybody in your life when you do their birth date and their um the time they were born mm -hmm. um but once again we'll but i it. think the point of that what i hear what i hear in that is that like there is this extraordinary intelligence called life that while we're here muddling around doing our best there is this amazing intelligence of life that allows kittens to be born, that allows rainbows to occur, hummingbirds, you know, to fly around, that allows miracles to occur where, you know, grandmothers can lift cars off of their two-year-old toddlers, like I'm thinking of, you know, of phenomenal miracle stories. But there is this governing intelligence oh, yeah. of life 
yeah. that is here looking out for us and that yeah. wants, like, has our best interests in mind. So any place inside that we have a fear or a doubt or a worry that we're not okay or that we are alone or that that there's not enough good for us, that tells us that, that there's something in the, our belief system that we can let go of because the reality is, is life wants to organize around our success, wants to organize around our loving heart, and will do so when we let life in, yeah. when we let life work for us. Yeah, when we trust, when we get out of our own way, mm -hmm. and when we open our arms for it all to come to mm -hmm. us, or else we're not in the flow for it to be able mm -hmm. to come to us. Mm -hmm. And it just shows where we have, where there's an opportunity of where there's greater work to do, to really let some things go. You know, to me, it's like all of this can be summed up in terms of, you know, the, the inquiry of what do we need to let go of and what do we need to step into? What do we need to let go of? Oh, like burdened, you know, old concepts about myself from the past. What do I need to step into? Just like she did in her sophomore year in college. It's like needed to step into living into her higher expression. So it's like we either, we're letting go of something and stepping into something. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a two part, mm -hmm. two parter, two far. Mm -hmm. It's a two far. <laughs> yeah, because you could do the work. Mm -hmm. Or it's also like, you know, you could have the knowing intellectual, you could take a million classes and mm -hmm. like understand, oh, so this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. But unless you actually unless it's embodied do it. and integrated, it's just more, you know, mental information. How many people have a million notebooks filled with good ideas? But really what we're talking about is how to like bring that information in and drop it into our bodies so it starts to inform our a new experience. That's the game that we're in. Yeah. I feel like I can speak for both of us. Yeah. So it's embodied. Going from your head mm -hmm. to your heart, mm -hmm. trusting, mm -hmm. showing up, taking action. Mm -hmm. Yes. And action, action that is consistent with the truth of who we are. Right. Yeah. That is such exactly. a game changer. Such exactly. a game changer. <laughs> so we have a few more minutes. Um, would you like to tell us how do you think, how do you know you manifested your angel of a man? <laughs> <laughs> how do I think or how do I know? <laughs> Well, it was one of these experiences where we were friends for a few years and it actually started as an affair. And I was in another relationship, he was in another relationship. And so, and I, I say this and I'm, I, I publicly talk about this just to normalize it. Like yes. life is seldom, um, you know, we always get what we need and often it does not look like what we think it should look like. You know, we have these rules and all of these um, ideas about things, but the reality is, is life you know, it comes in and surprises us. So essentially, how did it, it occur? We, we were friends and it started as an affair, that we had an affair for a year. And then through that process, it just became really, really clear that there was something profound happening. So I chose to complete it, you know, in, on my end and he chose to complete it on his end. And then as we both committed ourselves, like he had been in a very unhappy relationship for quite a while, myself included. And so as we both you know, came into a place of saying yes to love and being willing to let go of these old relationships that were really painful, it, really, it allowed both of us to come into a new experience, which here we are eight years later, you know, just continuing to celebrate the, the blessings of what, what we share together. So that's how, that's how it came I love in. it. And mm -hmm. I love that you, uh, people that are vulnerable and honest, it's mm -hmm. just 
amazing because there are so many people out there that might be going through the same thing. There's and so much stigma on infidelity. And there's so much mm-hmm. shame and, and yes. judgment. Yeah. And, 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 and it's so personal for each person going yeah. through it. If I could do it differently with all humility, of course I would. But it needed to be set up this way, yeah. and I very much trust that. And it's actually set everyone free you know, everyone in all the dynamics free. So in reality, you know, again, our ego might have ideas as to what's right or wrong, but the reality is, is life knows what's best. Mm-hmm. And also, and this is what you're saying, like in the end, everyone, it works out for it everybody. Out. Because yeah. if two people are not happy here mm-hmm. and two people are not happy here, it's not working. Whether <laughs> they were comfortable, whether one of them was, com- whether, say, let's say your ex, he was mm-hmm. comfortable or maybe mm-hmm. Nick's ex mm-hmm. was comfortable maybe wouldn't have ever ended it but the truth is is that they were comfortable but not happy yes and that's the truth so everybody ends up being happier with the right person and we're comfortable and happy <laughs> and you're comfortable <laughs> and happy yeah. yes yeah. because there are two different types of comfort mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. there's the comfort where you feel at home mm-hmm. where you have that recognition mm-hmm. i recognize you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm and then that okay i'm lazy i'm comfortable yeah don't really want to do anything about this yeah yeah and you know i kind of consider it's like our relationship with comfort there's either healthy comfort or there's healthy discomfort we might think that it's healthy and comfortable but it's actually discomfort but because we don't know how to change it we're in our comfort zone there's unhealthy wait unhealthy discomfort and healthy discomfort so the healthy discomfort is the discomfort of growth like we both were having yes. a healthy uncomfortable experience of growing you know out of our old relationships or there's the unhealthy discomfort where we're just stuck it's unhealthy and it's uncomfortable or it's healthy it might still be uncomfortable but it's leading us in a direction yeah, and that's why they say it's growing pains. Like, mm-hmm. growing pains are not necessarily comfortable. Mm-hmm. They hurt sometimes. Oh, horrible, but horrible. <laughs> growth is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So when people can grow, yeah. that's the ideal, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the ideal. And then part of that is what brings me back to homeostasis and recognizing that we're neurobiologically wired to resist change, which means we're going to be uncomfortable. You know, if we go to the gym and start working with a trainer, like, I don't know about you, but it is not fun, but that's how we grow stronger. So whatever it is, the new patterning is that we're wanting to lay down, be it musculature patterning, learning a new instrument, a new language, doing some of the clearing out of our inner work, whatever it is, it might be uncomfortable, but the question is, is is it rewarding? In the long run, is this leading me closer to actualizing who I am on the deepest level? And if so, then we're on the right path. If not, that's, then that's where it's questionable. Yeah. Is my discomfort of growth worth it to mm-hmm. achieve everything that I want to manifest? Yeah. The yeah. answer is yes, yeah. when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So can you please tell our viewers how they can reach you if you want to talk about the, what you're offering again? We can see if we can get that slide up. Well, so again, this is, it's a workshop, so it actually gives you a deep dive into what we're talking about here today. Again, it's complimentary. You go to the link, you download it. It's a 90-minute workshop. There's handouts. You can walk through the exercises yourself. So it was really just my gift to your viewers here, so that way you can have like we're talking about not just more information, but actually in in an experience of taking some of what we're talking about and running yourself through some exercises to actually have an insight around. So that's one way. Go to the slide 
um, that's on the screen and if uh, it is if it's on the screen screen or when it's on the <laughs> screen <laughs> or station manager <laughs> you can also check out my work at foundationsofextraordinarylove.com gabriellataylor.com these are all wonderful ways that you can find me and my work I, I lead a one of my signature programs it's called foundations of extraordinary love and it's an eight-week online program for a small group of conscious women where it's a it's really based on my breakthrough approach that I've developed over two decades in this in this uh, doing this work where it really supports women in eight weeks literally creating a new model for relationship and a new way of showing up inside of relationships so that way their path their their relationships don't have to be a replica of their past they can actually be a representation or reflection of who they are so you can jump into the next foundations of extraordinary love eight-week program but most of all i invite you to download is the is the slide up to go yeah, and be. we'll find out to download this workshop and um and check it out and see what insights or awarenesses or breakthroughs are available for you Wonderful. And as always, if you have any questions, you can email me at jamie, J-A-I-M-E, at therelationshipexpert.com or head to my website, therelationshipexpert.com, to catch this show and any other shows or always go to the LA Talk Radio website or app to catch these shows. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so great to be here. Thank you for doing the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So may we close? May I just say something in closing? Yes, absolutely. So I'm also, I work as a relationship specialist and also a minister. So I would like, if it works, can we just close with a a blessing? Does that work for you? We love blessings. All right. Okay. So just wherever you are, if it's safe for you to do so, close your eyelids. I'm going to, but only if it's safe for you to do so. And just take a deep breath. Hmm. And so, dear love, we come together here, every person listening on this show, we come together here in the name of love. There's something in our hearts that is seeking greater expression, where we have a calling to experience relationship that's harmonious, that's beautiful, where we have a calling to release old pain or anything that we're carrying that may feel like a shadow or a burden. And so just at this time, we ask that a blessing be placed upon and within each of the viewers, each of the listeners, asking that heartbreaks get healed, that pain gets cleared, and that a new possibility is made manifest, that inner eyes open, that doors open, and that clarity be with each beautiful person here, clarity that shows them the exact next steps that they need to take along their journey of extraordinary love. And so we ask that this happen in a way for each being, each person here, that allows them to truly, truly experience the joys and riches of intimacy and partnership for the highest good. And so it is. So it is. (laughs) Amen. I think we're going to have Gabriella Taylor come to the end of all of our shows. (laughs) She'll be like, Gabriella, your cue. (laughs) Blessing time. We might be Zooming some (laughs) of them. So (laughs) great. So great. No, 5 o'clock, 5.45, 5.50 every Monday. Heads we'll, we'll, talk talk. Radio. we'll talk. We'll see what we can do about it. She's a great blesser. Or maybe at the beginning we'll figure it out. Or I'll, we'll just play a little video slide. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's been a joy being here with you all. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.